What's going on everybody? This is Malik Prince from Team Xbox and you're listening to the Xbox Expansion Pass. Welcome one, welcome all to episode 180 of the Xbox Expansion Pass recorded on Saturday, June 3rd, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, joined by my co-host, the Intrepid, Captain Logan. And in this episode, we discuss our time with both Street Fighter VI and Diablo IV. We'll take a look back at last year's Xbox Showcase and drop a few hopes and predictions for this year, which is not too far away. As always, we hope you enjoy the show. Logan, we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better. But first, how are you, my friend? I'm good. It's a good week to be a gamer. It's a good month to be a gamer. Yeah. (laughs) yeah we have we have no shortage of of things to do uh in in the last month that we've been playing games so it's almost been too much it's almost been like all right guys could you slow down the like the hits are good but can we do what are we doing for like july can we just chill for a little bit dude we had so many (laughs) releases well we had a lot of things happen in a short window of time. We had last week's episode. It was real good. We've been playing Street Fighter 6 for review. Uh, and then this week, of course, Diablo 4 drops in its its final form, I guess you would say, for, for release, right? Because the review codes, we did not get a re- an early review code for that one. Yeah. Um, but we had so we saw so many of our people in our community playing it early for coverage and stuff. And shout out to Ainsley Bowden, fantastic review, the most monotone you'll ever hear, but it's so thorough and so good. Um, his review is doing super well for SG. We had a good cast co-op discussion about it. Uh, and then, you know, this month, of course, Summer Game Fest right around the corner. The Xbox Showcase last week was PlayStation Showcase. Uh, the Witcher 3, Witcher Season 3 is out this month, the end of this month. Uh, there's so much nerd stuff happening that I am just in heaven right yeah. now. So it feels yeah. good, man. It feels good. Um, it's cool. kind of sneaking up on me that next week is Summer Games Fest and the Xbox Showcase. Like I'm a little, mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous because it's just now starting to sink in. It's like, oh god, we've got a lot to talk about <laughs> next yeah. week. Yeah, and next week's gonna be odd. We might do that one a day early because the show is on Sunday which yeah. is maybe we'll do it a day after maybe we'll do it a day later or something but the showcase we're going to be streaming with the playstation trophy room on their uh live stream channels so Gotta check out the them. trophy room of playstation podcast yeah yeah absolutely um yeah. so maybe we'll do our show a day later or or something we'll find a way to do like our Makes sense our review or, or whatnot maybe a day two days later or something like that um, yeah. But we're going to live stream with the trophy room. So follow PS trophy room on Twitter. Uh, go to their YouTube channel, PlayStation, a trophy room podcast, uh, the trophy room, a PlayStation podcast, uh, Joseph Moran, Kyle Stevenson. They do great stuff. Um, and they're our buddies anyway. So that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, tell me your words of kindness, bud. What you got? Going? Oh, so, okay. So I wanted to, so this is going to be a little, a little different than usual. Cause normally I like to shout out someone that kind of made my gaming week uh, better, but I want to use this opportunity to kind of shout out a few people who've had a, a, a rougher week, 
um, than, than everyone else. Everyone else has been having a good time playing video games and stuff. But uh, so Milestone Pierre mm-hmm. over on Xbox Chatterdays over IGN and Windows Game Central mm-hmm. uh, got some bad news yesterday, um, which was a shame to see. I don't know what the details are. It's not my place to say it. Uh, but I just wanted to call them out. Um, Lord Cognito from Iron Lords Gaming, fantastic dude. Uh, he, he received some bad news this week as well, too. And then Marcus O'Neill um, had to take miles in for uh, some some breathing issues uh, mm-hmm. related to COVID. And they're just being troopers. You know, I see them. They're still posting on Twitter. They're still staying optimistic. They're they're making the changes. They're they're dealing with the issues that they have to. Uh, but regardless of, of what their life is like right now and the stress that they're dealing with right now, they're continuing to be those those people in the community that are the the luminaries, you know, the people that are just positive, looking to to try and bring good conversation to the to the to gaming center on Twitter at least in in their own communities as well too. So I just want to call them out because everyone has bad weeks and it's mm-hmm. okay to regress and and kind of you know take care of yourself first mm-hmm. uh, in those times, but. I'm still seeing them out there trying to play games, trying to be part of the community and the zeitgeist and trying to, to you know, stay involved. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. I, I echo a lot of that sentiment. Those guys are, are good people. I really love, uh, I have a, I have a closer relationship with Cog and, and Miles, I guess you would say, like, I know them, I, we talk. Yeah. Um, I don't know Miles too, or, uh, Marcus, 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 I yeah. know very well, but, but always a, a nice positive person in the community. So yeah, love to them. Um, I think Cog's doing better. Got a plan for for recovery, which is great. And again, yeah. still out there making content. I think I'm going to do ILP the day that this is out. I'll have been on ILP for yeah. uh, Xbox predictions and whatnot. But Cog and Cog and Miles, good people. I know them well. And then, of course, love to to Marcus O'Neill as well because he's just a good dude. Um, good supporter yeah. out there. Yeah, wonderful supporter. And that's that's really what makes a good community is just people that are kind. They don't have to watch and listen to everything you make. That's not realistic mm-hmm. either in a world of content creation, right? Um, yeah. And you don't have to get to stuff right away. Uh, but just being kind and supportive, sharing, liking, being just in present when you can be present is cool. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I really uh, appreciate that. What about yeah. you? Um, I'm going to shout out my friend Demo because um, mm-hmm. I, I – much love to Miles and, and Marcus and Cog again. But my friend Demo um, is uh, in the fighting game community. He even had a mini documentary about him at one point a few years back. Oh, I nice. love Demo. Uh, but he gave me some good advice uh, about which fight stick uh, and, and uh, some good advice about uh, content creators to follow if I'm getting back into fighting games. Uh, because I was lapsed. I was really hard into uh, Street Fighter 4 and 3 and 2. Yeah. I love Street Fighter. Um, but I took a break from from fighting games apart from casual play of Injustice and Mortal Kombat. Because um, mm-hmm. I love them. But I, I didn't like get into them. But now that I'm back in, I wanted some people to follow. And Demo was just a great person to reach out to. I don't think Demo listens to the show. But it means a lot that I can reach out to somebody who I met over a decade ago. He worked at GameStop when I was in college. You know, oh, cool! And just chatted them up, and then just through the years, been Facebook friends, uh, which is kind of <laughs> what you want, right? Like just good people, being cool, being yeah, good people. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I got my fighting stick. Uh, I just just cracked it open this morning. Uh, put together a fun little dumb YouTube short with it, but uh, I'm liking it so far. It feels good to kind of have a fight stick again. Yeah, uh, but it's gonna be a. I, I gotta I committed. 
Yeah. <laughs> it takes some practice. I'll tell you that. I was like, oh, oh I'm getting oh, I'm sure. stomped uh, online. But I expected that. So, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. So let's see. Last week, we, uh, oh, wait. No, we need to do our Patreon shout outs. Yeah. How dare I almost skip them? How Goodness dare you? How dare? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Guys, you can always support the show by uh, going to iTunes and dropping a review. Going at, We're at 97 American reviews, almost to 100, which is cool. Uh, nice. You go to Spotify, dropping reviews there. YouTube, clicking like makes a big difference. Sharing means all the world. And then uh, if you're inclined and you want to drop a tip in the tip jar, patreon.com slash Xbox Expansion Pass. Uh, goodness knows that has grown more than I ever expected, and I'm so grateful to all of you. Uh, and each week, of course, we do shout-outs to our Tier 2 and 3 patrons. For the life of me, though, Logan, I can't remember if it's my week or yours to read. I was hoping you were going to remember this, because I was actually <laughs> trying to remember this like as we were going in today, and I was like, I actually don't know like which which one of us was the one that did it last week. Okay. So, I don't uh, know. Well, I tell you what, I'll read this week, because... Uh, okay. And you do our our dubbing, as we so often do, uh, which is fun for me. All right. Uh, these people have been so kind as to drop uh, a tip in the tip jar for tier two and three shout outs. We are one away from from our double down goal on tier three, by the way, Logan. Uh, yikes. No. One away. And then I got to eat a double down for tier three, which is scary. All right. So let's give these people some love. <clears throat> Robbie Bobby Miller. Silent Cypher. Xbox Skittle, African, aka Charles Jones, Game Positive, Zach LaCoulter, Jam Pack Sam, Matt Valdez, Neo Prime 33, Rick Davis, Red Beast, Xbox Mike 29, Matt Without Fear, The Lord Sir Master James Suddy, Brendan Myers, aka The Winter Gamer, Sony's VP of Marketing Kevin Butler, Clint Coombs, DJ Hero and Dano12. Thank you guys for being supporters of XEP at Tier 2 and Tier 3. I hope you're enjoying Creator Talk. I had uh, one go out with uh, Miles Dompierre not too long ago, uh, which was darn cool. And I hope you enjoy the Xbox wrap-up. We just did an episode, uh, Logan, for our... Uh, like That's not public. And we talked about what exactly? Expectations of Xbox IP? Was that it? No, no was, um, last, what did we talk about last week? Man, we're all over the place. We we, we stayed up too late playing Diablo. <laughs> I really did. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> both did. I, yeah. I was up late. I, well, I, so, okay. Full disclosure. I went out last night with uh, my wife. We did a double date and we went oh. to the park to go watch a movie. And in, in the movie that they were showing was a 2010 Scooby-Doo home, made for home video. Okay. And so that kept me up. Um, but and funny enough, the whole video was like in four by three aspect ratio. And for whatever reason, they couldn't figure out the color for it. So they're trying to fix the color throughout the whole night. And the mm -hmm. whole film was like uh, overlaid with just complete green. So I sat through an hour and 20 minute movie of green Scooby-Doo. And it was everything was green. It was just like they just didn't have any color outside of green. Mm -hmm. Um so, but then I came home and I was like, all right, well, I want to, I want to make sure that I, I have a fresh memory mm -hmm. of the Xbox 2022 showcase. Right. Mm -hmm. So I sat down and watched through the entire showcase, took notes, made, made comments, thought of like what I wanted. And so like everything in my brain right now is either street fighter six, Diablo four or the Xbox showcase. And I've had to like push everything out of my memory 
uh, regarding like what the Xbox um, wrap up was. So and I, I know oh, we did it. We did Game Pass recommendations. Oh, that's right. We that's did. That's what it was. Because we did. Okay. We, we pushed live our top eight Xbox IP yeah. uh, and franchise. We pushed that live for everybody, for non-patrons, because that was a month ago's episode or two yeah. months ago episode. Uh, when we drop our, the next one to go live for non-patrons will be the ranking or uh, our favorite Star Wars games. But we just recorded the best Game Pass recommendations, which was fun. Yeah, which that was, was a good fun. one. That was a really good one. We if went long three, on that too. We did. Yeah. If you're tier three and you haven't checked it out, check it out. Uh, and then that'll go live for non-patrons uh, in two months, a month and a half. Months, I don't know. It's weird. I got, I got a schedule somewhere. Um, but basically it goes out yeah. for non-patrons eventually. Um, yeah. So there's a cadence to it. But yeah, man, that was fun. And the the top eight Xbox franchises, we got some fun feedback on that one. People were real mad about some stuff, totally agreed <laughs> on others. That was a good time. So yeah. that's the beauty of opinions. Everyone's got one. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're like armpits. Uh, everyone's got one. In the going there. Street. OK. All right. <laughs> Ooh, All right. Family friendly. Easy. I wondered where you're going to go with that. It's like, I, I could make that joke, but I know you don't want to. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's right. Uh, well, look here. We've got a lot to break down. I want to talk about mm. the Xbox showcase. I want to talk about Street Fighter. I want to talk yeah. about Diablo. Um, Diablo. So Which, let's. No Kane anymore. Uh, it's so weird. Kane. Yeah. Um, it, it was a little fun. But I will tell you what, man. Uh, we've been having fun with both Street Fighter Six and Diablo, which is pretty darn cool to get two like top tier caliber games dropping yeah. within days of each other. And they're so separate in terms of genre that it's one, the other or both, but they're not competing. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. not you're not seeing a right. You can just enjoy. And that's really fun. Hi, sweet girl. Um, yeah. My puppy's right at my feet wanting more banana. Aww. So, yeah, she's being a sweetheart. I locked um, my babies out because they make loud noises. My wife's been out of town two weekends in a row. Um, How dare care she? Of mama. <laughs> yeah, I'm real suffering here. Um, love you, honey. Uh, but because of that, I'm keeping the dog with me as much as possible. So I've been actually playing on my Series S a lot downstairs. Yeah. Uh, and that's been a blast, by the way, too. It's a good little boy. It's such a good system. And there is something to be said, man. If I log off up here and then two minutes later, I'm downstairs. My yeah. save is there. All the progress. There's not a thing lost. Um, just there Dude, in the cloud. It just works. It's it so nice. Works. Yeah, <sighs> We yeah, were talking about that because I, I do the same thing. Like I was I we, we were we were given a code for for Street Fighter and for Xbox uh, and, and for for Diablo four. Mm -hmm. um, so my both my Xboxes have it installed. So I've got the one that's behind this monitor here mm -hmm. uh, that I use for capture. Um, and then I've got my other one that's in the living room that's actually tied to like the nice TV mm -hmm. and just being able to like just seamlessly go between the two man like yeah. i get it i had to download like 70 gigs worth of of vid, vid game on two consoles and stuff mm -hmm. but man just being able to like pick it up and go between the two like it's it's almost in that territory of like as easy as as having a switch dock in every room on yeah. your tv it's like almost that easy um but it's it's just it's so nice like shout out to xbox for thinking about that kind of stuff they're like you know what we're going to sell the cheap system. They're probably going to want to have like multiple consoles in the house. And if they do that, let's make it like super easy for them to be able to go from one to the other. It's it's funny because the beginning of the generation, they were touting uh, a number of things, smart delivery, uh, yeah. cloud saves, easy transitions between stuff. 
And all of those things are fantastic, underappreciated, underdiscussed, uh, I think, but they're just they just work. Smart delivery yeah. struggled a little bit at the gate. Uh, no, no, smart delivery did not. It was quick, quick resume. Quick that struggled. resume. Quick yeah. resume struggled. But a little bit. A little bit. And even then, like devs figured it out. If your game is is online all the time, quick resume has some problems. But for single player yeah. stuff, it's cakewalk, man. I used it constantly in Jedi Survivor. Um, but man, it's funny just how much that stuff works, you know, yeah. underappreciated in our community. So shout out to Xbox for that. I will say that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get to really talk too much about that, but definitely like there's instances where I recognize like, man, having quick resume for, for Jedi after I've been playing destiny two or something is so nice to just be able to drop right back into the open world where I was and not have to think like, Oh, where was a little safe point? I needed to make sure I had to go to the meditation place to make sure I saved it right now. It's yeah, it's just it, it's so fantastic. Agreed. Well, uh, as you said, we got codes for both Diablo and Street Fighter six. Uh, we played Street Fighter six quite a bit uh, before launch. And I want to talk about that first, if you don't mind. I oh, yeah. got to tell you, man, Street Fighter six is is just incredible i love this game i i think it's the without exaggeration i think this is the best street fighter has ever been which is a really high bar because i was i was deep in on street fighter 4 um which i think by its end state was just incredible Um, but it went through some some growing pains as it as it went from street fighter 4 to street fighter 4 arcade super street fighter 4 and then there was like a, a final like ultimate or ultra street fighter four um Mm. but that was the xbox 360 ps3 era where updating a game was a little bit different right you you get dlc you had costumes you had characters but but updating was was different um yeah but i gotta tell you man street fighter six this is everything i want from a street fighter game and it's got something for every type of player that is interested in this one i think what do you think i think it's probably one of the best street fighter games i've ever played like i'm not I'm not a huge fighter person in general. Like I, I can, I can play a little bit, but I'm, I'm definitely going to get my butt handed to me in most instances, mm-hmm. but this game, like it feels really good. Like mm-hmm. I, I've been loving the modern controls. It feels like I can, I can play and, and adapt the, the combos are, are a lot tougher for me, but mm-hmm. you know, I can still pull off most of the special moves. I can pull off a lot of the, the, you know, there's a kit that each character has and each mm-hmm. character's kit is designed for a certain play style and playing through those different characters is really fun. Uh, but it just overall, I would say like it's great for one to see Street Fighter or multi-console. Mm-hmm. That has been something that's been lacking for a long time. Yep. Um, and it, you can tell like a lot of Xbox fans are jumping in and having a good time with it. Um I think they've I think they've done some really interesting things with this installment mm-hmm. that I want to see them iterate further on. I don't want them to drop these type of things um, that we'll probably dive into. But overall, I got to say, like the, the, the accolades are strong for this. I think they're justified. Mm-hmm. I think uh, and I want to be really clear for anyone that's listening and you're not a fighting game person. Street Fighter six has this wonderful balance of approachability and accessibility for anyone that is not competitive, uh, that is not interested in ranked play or any of that. There are a ton of 
uh, systems in place where you can have a blast, play with your friends. You can be with your friends on the couch, pick a different control scheme and play against the best of the best and still have a competitive element to it. Um, or just a casual one. And then for those of you that are hardcore uh, and really love, you know, competitive fighting, frame rates, battling, uh, you know, against the best of the best, there's a lot of that in place to to help you for ranked play and for more competitive elements. I think it walks the line really well. And wherever you are in your your fighting game or Street Fighter journey, it accommodates you far better than any other Street Fighter has before. Um, and oh, yeah. it, I think it, it, it does that with, let's start with the control schemes. I think that's a, a great place to start there. Um, Logan, yeah. the, the game gives you three control schemes out the gate classic, which is built for, for, for street fighter veterans. You've got your, uh, you know, light, medium, and heavy kick, light, medium, heavy punch. Uh, and then combinations of that will do different, uh, different things. And to me, that's the, the six button approach is the way to go. I'm a classic Street Fighter player, mm -hmm. but it does something special with modern and dynamic control schemes that allow the the casual fan, the fan that needs the accessibility or someone that's just, you know, not done it before. I think an approachability. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, the the modern control scheme is where I come in. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I like having. Uh, light, medium, heavy, and special. Um, mm -hmm. I've got my drive systems there. I've got my blocks, but everything is attuned to the idea. It's like, I don't want to have to worry about pressing the wrong button on a controller when mm -hmm. I'm trying to do a specific move. Mm -hmm. So that's where special comes in. And I love that I can just do, you know, back in special and I'll do uh, a special move or I'll do mm -hmm. uh, up in special or, or, you know, it's just one or two directions and the special button. Mm -hmm. And that's got me covered. And then there's the, what I, I like to call the little brother mode, which mm -hmm. is dynamic. Mm -hmm. So those of you who, who have little brothers or little sisters that you want to play with you, you can give them the dynamic mode, which is you know, you could probably call it like uh, an accessibility feature. You could call it a button masher mode if you really want to. But mm -hmm. realistically, like this is for the give it to your little your sibling, have them play with you. And dynamic mode is going to make it so that all of the moves are are the best moves that they can give you for the situation that you're in. So if you are getting attacked from uh, a, from an aerial high kick or something like that, like it will it will pick the move that would best be suited to counter that. Now it's not going to like be the ultimate way to kind of like beat someone like you're, it's not going to always be able to do that, but it will try and pick the best move. So if you're going towards someone and you want to do a special move, you can do a special move. You know, it's just kind of depends on, on the situation that you're playing in, but it effectively pulls everything down into moves and one button. And I, and I really like that. It allows the the player, whoever's using the dynamic control scheme, and I would argue even the modern control scheme, it allows them to feel like they are a street fighter in, in, and a veteran of the series. Yeah. It allows them to do and pull off those amazing combos. It allows them to pull off those really cool flashy moves where your character is, you know, glowing or doing or, or doing one of the the fireball super approach, uh, super yeah. art rather uh, finishers, and that is exactly what you want because old hats like us we remember being at the arcade or, or playing against somebody that's just so good and you're punching and kicking maybe you get a hadoken 
while they're getting these background finishers, these fatalities, these ultimates in whatever fighting game you're playing. And it just, it's like, yo, I'm not even on the same level. These control mm -hmm. schemes allow you to feel like you're on that level. Uh, and I think that's exactly what you want because it lets people enter into the world of really cool Street Fighter play. And that's yeah. what I like a lot. So yeah, like they're, they're pushing hard to make Street Fighter more accessible by allowing people to feel like they're having fun. And because mm -hmm. if you're having fun, you're going to get, you're going to keep playing the game. And right. that's, and when you come into a fighting game, you never want to feel like you didn't have the tools at your disposal to be able to win. Mm -hmm. You always want to feel like you could have won if you had made a, one or two choices different. And mm -hmm. when you don't know the moveset, when you're not familiar with the control scheme, mm -hmm. that can be very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, and dynamic really pulls that away and sets you up to be able to have fun with the gameplay. That's why I think it's it's great for like siblings and stuff or folks that aren't aren't keyed into like any of the movesets or any of the characters have any understanding of Street Fighter, but they can drop in with dynamic mode and they can still have fun. And that that at the heart of fighters is what really gets people into them. I agree. And I think uh, it, it wasn't just the control schemes that they set up to let people test out the world of street fighter that also came from the different hubs that you can enter into um which is a little intimidating at first and i think it's a little overwhelming and if you're uh i'll compare this to call of duty in call of duty uh you've got campaign mode you've got multiplayer you've got dmz you've got Warzone, and that's a lot to try and break down like where do you want to begin your call of duty experience yeah right um street fighter now has that same problem but i don't think it's a big problem because in the three hubs, you've got fighting ground, which is your more traditional elements. You've got your arcade mode, your verses. You can set up special handicap matches, uh, practice modes, casual ranked online, like an, an easy way to get online that exists in the fighting ground mode. And so I think if you're in for a traditional Street Fighter experience, that's where you're headed. Um, if you want a single player RPG street fighting experience, uh, and it's a light open world RPG, but it exists there. Uh, that's called World Tour, and I liken World Tour mode to uh, games like 2K or Madden where you've got to create a player, create a character, and you're sending them on a career to you know get to the National Football League, get to uh, you know the, the top tier of FIFA, or get to the NBA team and be the starter, get those stats up. That is what World Tour is for Street Fighter, uh, and I think that's really, really cool because you go around the world as this creative character, which is pretty diverse creative character. I know people like Ellery in our community. Oh, man. They, <laughs> they love creative characters and crafting a story. This is where people like Ellery are going to have a blast is in World Tour. Yeah. Uh, and I've, I've seen some pretty, pretty frightening things, though. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. It's scary. And like I the RE engine has its own its own, you know, perks and whatnot. But the art style that was chosen for Street Fighter is very buffed like everybody's really toned but, but but just yeah it's it's weird it's a, a weird art style trunks. a lot of yeah. tree trunks and boulders walking around yeah and i my first attempt at trying to create my face because every game i play i want it to be me mm -hmm. uh or as close to an approximation of me as i can get it mm -hmm. um uh, so that that didn't go too well the first time i tried to make my <laughs> character but then you, you get in there and you've got a good set of moves to start with Ironically, mm. the first Street Fighter character you learn from is a character named Luke. Um, and then you go around this world and then it's a city and then you could travel the world learning from different 
Street Fighter mainstays, Chun-Li, Ryu, etc. Um, and that's really fun mm-hmm. if that's what you're there for. Uh, and I like it. There, there's something to it. I wasn't high on it at first. I think when we were talking pre-release, I wasn't really high on it. Um, yeah. And I don't think I'm going to spend much time here for me. But yeah. it was, it's, a, it's a cool mode. And, dude, some of the funniest things. You, you can walk up and just uppercut any citizen you want from an old lady to a child. Mm-hmm. And it starts a fight with them. And that's the funniest thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's So I've, I've been playing uh, World Tour. Um I, I'm not very hot on it, but also world tour is, is probably the most they've stretched with a street fighter IP than they ever have before. Like this is the first time that I've ever heard of any fighter really having like an open world game. Like this is a Yakuza style game. Like you're running around a town, there's people in it. You can interact with them. You have, uh, you have like characters that you like random gang members. And for some reason, all the gang members have boxes on their heads and that's the best way yeah. to hide their identity. And I'm just like, Oh, that's so cheesy. <laughs> it's, it, it feels like it's straight out of a Yakuza game. Um, like a poor man's Yakuza, poor man's Shenmue for sure. Yeah. It's, it, you can see the DNA there. Like you really, really can. Um, and, and that's fine. That's, you know, that's, it's a very, quintessential thing that I, I see in a lot of japanese based games when it comes to city open world cities and stuff i see it in a lot of uh mm-hmm. jrpgs as well that are like third person games that live in worlds um mm-hmm. i think uh i can't remember the name of it but it came out I think it was last year or the year before it was like code something i can't remember what it was but it, code it felt code vein yeah code mm-hmm. vein felt very similar as far as like you know what what it's like to run around in an open world in 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 these games um mm-hmm. so the problem that i had with it really was this felt like a smaller team was pulled to work on it like this was their passion project mm-hmm. and they wanted to make a street fighter game but they wanted a street fighter game to be an open world rpg mm-hmm. and capcom indulged them and said hey that's fine but our main team's going to be working on battle hub and world and um fighting grounds Mm -hmm. and we can have the world tour but it's not going to be the main driver of the game and you can tell because the polish is just not there Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of issues that i had with lighting there's a lot of issues that i had with uh texture works like if you run around in the world it it feels closer to something that and i hate to say it but something that uh, game freak would put out for one of their pokemon games Mm-hmm. um on the switch i think they could have done so much better looking at like what capcom can do with the re engine for mm-hmm. resident evil 4 or resident evil village like you can you you can do really amazing stuff environmentally with mm-hmm. with that engine and they i just don't think that they had the time to or or the 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 number of people to really do that to really flesh it out but yeah. i hope they continue with it i hope they push it uh onto it um I, the weirdest thing was when the first time you go out of the city, uh, you get, you get flight tickets and you mm-hmm. fly off to, um, Greece and mm-hmm. you go and you fight Marissa snoo snoo. And when you fight her, you're in a Coliseum, uh, where she's like fighting like a lion and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's a tough fight, but the whole point you're there is because you talk to a counterfeiter in city who's trying to remake a bag that the partner that you ran into who who like is is doing their own like dark path 
in the mm-hmm. RPG. Uh, and, and it is it is like a Pokemon, like you're the good, you're Ash, and Gary is out doing his own thing. Well, Gary stole a bag, and now you're trying to get a counterfeit created, and you have to fly to Greece to fight Marissa Snoo Snoo to be able to get like a piece of, of authentic designery jewelry yeah. that is going to, and I'm like, I get that I need to go there to go fight her because it's part of the experience of being in an open world, but I didn't get to learn how to master her moveset. I didn't, and it was just, and then I was right back in the city and I was like, well, yeah, I didn't really get to live in Greece. I didn't get to do anything. I got one, one fight there and that was it. Yeah. It's not, it's not for that, right? Like it's, it's no. meant to be silly and dumb. And, and again, um, I think you're you're on when, I, when we feel like it's the second team, but I don't want to paint a picture like it's a bad experience. It's not a bad experience. It's just that that's not it's where I think lesser. the majority of Street Fighter fans are are going to play, uh, yeah. which is which is Battle Hub and, and World Tour. I think yeah, I think or, or Fighting Grounds I think is going to be where or Battle Hub is is amazing. I love Battle Hub. Um, Battle Hub is really? the closest thing. I do. Yeah, I think it's the closest thing to. Um, like an old school mm-hmm. uh, arcade that I've seen in a game, mm-hmm. like in, in legit, like watching people go into the, the little, um, cause when you're, when you're in the battle hub, it's, it's a, a circular arena. There's a shop you can go buy things at, um, but there's little arcades, like little sit down arcades that are the, the traditional Japanese style or fighting arcades, where it's two monitors back to back and you sit across from each other and you play against the person that you're sitting down with. Both people have to consensually sit at the chair. You know, there's no there's no stronger mean people into fights in there, which is nice. And you play through a regular match online. And it's mm-hmm. and that's all it is. It's just you sit there. But then they have a little arena down in the bottom where if you have your character, you've been playing through the open RPG, you mm-hmm. have a bunch of health, you have a bunch of you have a specific move set, and you get to play as your character and mm-hmm. getting to watch people with these massive life bars uh go head to head down in the battle arena like first off i knew i was like i'm i I, i'm i'm not the right person to be jumping into these i should be jumping into the regular matches with characters that are presets Mm -hmm. um with the drives and stuff but it was so cool to see like you can kind of like tout how much you've put into the game Mm -hmm. in the open world rpg because at the, in that arena, you get to fight other people and you don't know, like, you know, how much health do they have? How long have they been playing and stuff like that? Um, and that really does kind of factor in. So, like, if you've been grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding, like, you can show that off and you can show it through your character. And that's so cool. It's such a unique thing. It's like being able to play through the campaign of Pokemon, but then going into the same area and being able to use your specific Pokemon to fight against other people's Pokemon. And stuff. It's just it's such a cool idea. I love that. I, and it really does kind of build in that, that community, that, that, that desire to sit in an area with other people who are enjoying the game mm-hmm. and really just live in that fighting community. So I, uh, I think the best part about the, the battle hub is that it calls back to the old arcade days. Uh, yeah. But it's an option. If you if that's not where you want to yes. get your online play, you can still go uh, the more traditional route, and you can play uh, in in the fighting ground. And just click online, and, and there you go. And that to me is is a great great thing. Um, and that's and true. this has something for everybody. This is a game that I think everybody should try if you have even the slightest interest. If you're on the fence, I say get this game. 
if you are on yeah. the fence, because there is something here for you to enjoy. If you're not a fighting game fan at all, yeah, it's not for you. But if you're on the fence and you're interested, and this is the year to be uh, interested in fighting games because you got Mortal Kombat 1 coming down the way. All the old fighting games have been on great sales. I got Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate for 8 bucks, and I'd already had the base game, but to get all that DLC was fun. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of enjoyment to be had here. Uh, so I'd say give it a go, guys. Anybody that's on the fence, this game is beautiful and fun. I really like the RE engine on display in fights. I think it does a really good job. Um, this engine, I think, is special uh, and really cool. We've seen Capcom make great use of it across across the board. Capcom has not missed uh, at all yeah. lately, and I'm I'm in for it. And I'm stoked for Exo Primal when that game comes out. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I I strongly recommend Street Fighter Six, whether you're casual or hardcore. This has got something for you for sure. This is the this is the second Capcom no. This is the third Capcom game that I think that's come out this year out of the four that I think we know about. Cause we had, we had monster hunter rise come to game pass. We had resident evil four remake. We've got street fighter six now, and we've got exo primal coming out in July. They have had so much content come out and they still put out regular content on, on, uh, you know, outside of this year. Like it wasn't too long ago. We were, uh, you know, just, absolutely in love with lady dimitrask uh in, in in resident evil village and then finding out that that wasn't even the best part of resident evil village um and we've just we you know we've got the vr experience coming for resident evil 4 soon mm -hmm. they are just they're just firing on all cylinders i'm i'm seeing them as an equivalent to insomniac right now like they wow. are putting out content on such a fast pace i don't know how they're able to have so many teams working on all of these different projects and have all of those projects still be very, very good projects. You know, small, small sides in, in Street Fighter 6 that I think I don't resonate with or, or I, I think could be better. Resident Evil 6 is probably one of the best fighters this year. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll have to see how it kind of goes up against Mortal Kombat 1 because I think Mortal Kombat 1 is going to be a real departure from what we, we are expecting. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited about that because I think I think the team that is working on it, I think that team that you know, NetherRealm is, is really, really excited to kind of showcase this because I think they're they're going to be able to do something that I think that they that they wanted to do, but weren't sure how the community was going to respond to it. So it'd be very interesting to see Street Fighter Mortal Kombat, man. Well, regardless of how good or not good Mortal Kombat 1 is, this is a great game. Street Fighter yeah. 6 is. And that's cool. Um, regardless of that's your true. preference, regardless if you're diehard mortal Kombat or not like you could pick up either one and mm. expect quality but street fighter 6 did not miss now a uh, couple things we didn't talk about is the drive system that's very deep mm. and in-depth for people that are interested we're not i don't think we need to go there for this particular audience but it's cool yeah. um, you know at me on twitter if you guys want to chat about it because i have i have some cool thoughts on it the roster i think you start with 18 players um a mix of old and new fighters which is cool uh, we do know they're doing a fighter pass for me. My main was Akuma in street fighter four didn't yeah. watch the Akuma, but th that's, you know, logically makes sense. Everyone's going to buy it. Um, they know you are, uh, that's coming in this year's fighter pass. I think street fighter six really needs to make sure they get their cadence of new fighters, uh, down pat because mortal Kombat is coming for them. Tekken is coming for them. Uh, so I, I hope that Capcom keeps 
keeps with their respectable trend of doing right by their customer. Yeah. Uh, because 18 characters, nothing to, to slide about. And I've played with, with at least six of them at this point. Um, and the yeah. roster is good and diverse, but new fighters are important. Guest fighters are important to Mortal Kombat. We'll see what Street Fighter does or doesn't do with that. I would expect some characters from Final Fight, maybe a Tekken crossover again, um, mm. even with the new game coming, because they've done that before. Mm. But um, bold claim. I, I, I don't think it's as bold as we would think. Uh, because there have been multiple Street Fighter cross seconds. That's a different topic. But um, <laughs> the the part that I want to also say for any listener is this game is going to have a battle pass. And it's going to have cosmetics and microtransactions. That's not something we experienced during our review. I saw them there. I saw the credit systems there. Um, I don't know how that's going to be treated. That'll take time to really flesh out. Uh, it looked like a lot, and that does worry me a little bit. Um, but... I didn't get to experience that in our review process. So yeah. while I still say this is bang for your buck, pound for pound, dollar for dollar, get this game. Um, that is something to be wary of if you're planning to explore that realm of cosmetics. Yeah, I don't think I think this is a good game without it. Um, yeah. I think what this will do will be to give diehards a, a, a way to expand upon their what they want in the system mm-hmm. uh and and give a a backbone to the game for future development yeah which is is realistically like we'll be talking about diablo 4 i think that's the same approach like diablo 4 without the without the battle pass system without the cosmetics mm-hmm. is a fantastic game 100 worth the purchase mm-hmm. you you do not need any of that stuff for it to be right. a good game um to, to close out our street fighter we are not the only ones recommending this one critically uh it did extremely well ign gave it a nine game informer a 9.5 gaming trend 9.5 GameSpot nine vgc five out of five noisy pixel 10 gaming nexus 10 inverse 10 six axis 10 uh, i think season gaming also gave it a 10 which is very rare for them um open critics sits at 91 metacritic 92 street fighter six knocked it out the park which is fantastic so um, if our words weren't enough to sway you know that that we're not in the minority in enthusiasts nor in the minority among journalists so that's kind of cool so very fun to see like when everyone's enjoying games that's for sure agreed agreed and uh, you alluded to it and i think it's a great time to transition to everyone seems to be enjoying diablo 4 as well Um, yeah everyone seems to be loving diablo 4 which is amazing you oh my god you go ahead Uh, go ahead (laughs) okay so history lesson uh diablo came out in 97 i've been playing it since 97 um i love the diablo franchise i love the world it is gothic horror but with hack and slash abilities it is an arpg isometric not i it's not going to be for everyone it's but if you if you know you enjoy kind of just mindless grinding through monsters that feel that feels impactful diablo is is exactly that it is the it is what created that in my opinion um diablo 4 is out man it is uh, a game that i've been waiting for since you know blizzcon 2019 mm-hmm. when it was announced i was there i got to it got to you know, meet devs i got to uh, walk through the the halls of their artwork 
um, which is amazing because so much of it is inspired by Brom, who's a fantastic artist from the 90s. He's still putting amazing work out there. Mm-hmm. But this is probably the most ambitious Diablo game that has ever come out. Uh, this is their first open world. Most of the games always have like acts. And uh, the um, the first one, you know, it was just a matter of going into a cathedral and then going lower and lower, lower into the cathedral till you got to hell. Um, this one is like the first open world uh, experience. It's the first shared world experience. Um, there's huge world bosses. There's uh, five different zones. There's um, player versus player content, which was not something that we got in three which was disappointing because it was always promised and it's just i don't know man it's it's amazing there's dungeons in there there's over 120 dungeons uh each of the dungeons feels like a traditional diablo 2 uh level where you've got like a, a couple different areas you have to go explore it is one of those things where you're literally walking through every corner to try and smash and grab every little bit of loot you teleport back to town, you you scrap it all or you sell it all. You start working on building up your gear. You start getting uh, ability points. The builds for this are so deep. Um, well, slow down, slow down. Okay. So I want to, because you're, you're going <sighs> in multiple directions. So I want to prep for listeners that are not Diablo fans. Much like Street Fighter, this is a Diablo game that is built to accommodate new people and satisfy and ingratiate uh, longtime veterans, mm-hmm. which is cool because I am a very casual fan. Whereas Logan could wax poetic for hours. I log in because my buddy Kev wanted to play because my buddy Logan wanted to play because because Joe wanted to play. That's why I was interested. It's like they want to play. And as a non Diablo fan, I'm having fun. It's a number chaser if you yeah. want it to be, which means you're you just kill things to make your character stronger. A lot of ways to explore your skill trees, a lot of character types. And then if you are there for the story, uh, which I know a couple people in our, our uh, community for XCP are just story people. They like to create their own story as well as exist in the world created. That's there for you too. But it's a top-down ARPG that is just, it, it's got everything for you. And I think that's the part I wanted to touch on before you went too far into the weeds. Oh, yeah. No, I can. No matter who you are, you can enjoy Diablo 4. And that is cool. Yeah. That's and you don't, you don't need to know anything about Diablo beforehand. Yeah. Um, this is a, a very fresh story. It is steeped in, in all of the history that is Diablo, but... It's focusing on a brand new antagonist. It's it's uh, got all of the the cinematics that you would love from a Blizzard title. It's very beautiful. They've done a, a great job with telling the story. Those cinematics, man, they're on another level. They could be in a, a movie theater and in an IMAX and hold up perfectly. Yeah, they really could. It it was it was a breathtaking experience. I was sitting in a room with thousands of people at BlizzCon in 2019 when they did the first cinematic reveal. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a moment. Like, there were just audible gasps in certain parts where people were just like, oh, my God. Oh, it was just, it was amazing. It was fantastic. It, it was probably one of the best things. They've got BlizzCon coming this year again. Um, I don't know if they're going to be showing. I, I really don't because uh, mm-hmm. it feels like everything that they've been working on is either too far out or just came out. So I have no clue what BlizzCon 2023 is going to even entail. Um, but 
this game is it, it's designed to give everyone who who like there's five different classes mm-hmm. you've got sork you've got barb you've got uh, a barbarian you've got a sork, sork uh, sorceress sorcerer uh, right yeah rogue okay. um necromancer and a druid which is a it's it's a healthy mix from all of the old games like mm-hmm. there wasn't there was a warrior in the first one there wasn't a barbarian until the second one but there was a druid in the second one when there was a sorceress in the first one so they've gone back to the well and taken a look at some of the different classes and if you've played diablo 3 you're still going to have a fair amount of of options for you to be able to enjoy the game like the crusaders not in there the monks not in there but you can play a rogue and you can play a rogue that is a melee build so Mm -hmm. it will feel like a monk and you'll be able to still kind of have fun so even if you're going into like diablo from diablo 3 to diablo 4 you're still going to be able to find a play style that will accommodate you because the the skill trees are just so robust that it's it's a it's amazing that they've been able to balance it. I, I honestly I don't know how they managed to balance it, but you can really play around with it, and you're not punished by not going the cookie cutter build. You don't even have to worry about cookie cutter builds until really like the end game. Like if you're just leveling and stuff, you're gonna have a long road ahead, mm-hmm. and you can just freely enjoy. Just pick whatever you think sounds cool, play around with it. If you don't, you can refund it for a certain amount of gold, which is easy to come by, and mm-hmm. you can really just kind of enjoy yourself like really immerse yourself in playing around with different things see see what looks cool see what feels good uh see what hits hard and and mess around with that and you can do it solo you can do it with friends it doesn't matter i think uh while it might be daunting to some to say uh nobody should be too nervous about it but this world is huge this world world. is massive yeah i'm i'm Uh, hours i'm hours into it uh and I and I haven't even like gone into Act Two yet. I'm still in Act One. I've probably I'm in like I think I'm 27 out of 100, and I haven't even wanted to go into like other acts right now because it's just mm-hmm. there's so many little side quests. There's so many little dungeons you can go into, mm-hmm. and there's and there's point and purpose to each of them, and you're mm-hmm. going to have fun in them. That's the other thing is you just when you go into there it is just more diablo so you're running around the open world but then you go into a dungeon that gets you uh, a specific aspect or um you know a different ability or different gear and stuff like that and i don't know man i feel like i could live in act one forever and not need to explore the rest of the world or the story and still have a really good time which is saying a lot because it's like i really should be pushing forward at this point <laughs> couple things that I, I want to point out also is that there is a they do a really good job of making the world interesting, despite the color palette being pretty mundane um, by mm. design. Right. It's like gothic monster yeah. horror, right? Like they wanted three, to be like that. Yeah. Three was really colorful. It, it was a lot of people were, were like kind of uh, not really happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, they want more of like the muted tones. They want more of that kind of they want you to feel like the world is desolate because that is that is the world of Diablo. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was destroyed by the previous games for sure. But one of the things that I that was, I mean, that was the premise. And and then uh, one of the things that's cool is like as you explore the world of Diablo with whatever character you're using, you can unlock little shrines that can have uh, 
can do stat boosts to end to your other characters if you're using multiple characters um the, the, like the shrines of lilith and such which is yep. a great way to encourage exploring the world also a great way to to let you not feel like you're starting from complete scratch if you put in time uh yeah. which is cool i really love that there are events that you can opt into or out of as you explore the world like you can see an event and if you want to jump in there and fight a world boss or or some special enemy or battle waves or something you can or you can just skip through and keep going on whatever quests you're doing and there are hundreds of quests and it's it's all big and small and then the the point of the quest isn't really to complete the quest so much as it is to take you across the world so you can fight monsters along the way yeah. and and that's really fun and if you're there for the story goodness knows their story uh but i mean you have it in our notes 120 plus uh dungeons to explore means that if you're not there for the the live service end game grind min max element you're still having fun if you yeah. are there for that that much there is for you but for me as a casual this is a game that i don't anticipate min maxing everything regularly but i can mm -hmm. play next to you and kevin and uh joe and enjoy the experience just fine thanks to level scaling uh in a great way like uh hometown broke it down for us last night when we were playing you know you guys were higher level than me but if i did one percent damage it, it did one percent damage on your screen as well yeah that's cool that's a great way the math and that is stunning but it meant we could play together regardless yeah the 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 no gamer left behind mentality that blizzard has uh has moved from from world of warcraft when they introduced uh level scaling uh, it's, it's, it's been in games before it's been in games, uh, a lot, but it's nice to know that, yes, I may be, I may be further along in the story than you, but there's nothing preventing me from being able to have, uh, my character jump in with your character and not just completely decimate everything that you're trying to fight. It, it, it gives you that sense of like, you're impactful regardless of the level and you're not going to be you're not going to feel like other people have uh, so much power that there's no way for you to even get an opportunity to really even have fun, which, right. is, again, it's it's insane that they've been able to do this because not only is it not only is it, it um, cross play, like you can play with your friends across any of the consoles, but it's also cross progression. So like we were talking mm -hmm. about, if you uh, do play this on your Xbox, but say you have like a PC and, and you want to be able to jump on your PC from time to time, you know, or you upgrade your system and you want to be able to do that. All of your, because this was a, a big issue with Diablo 3. Like Diablo 3, my characters on Diablo 3 on my Switch are not the same characters on my PC version of Diablo 3, which are not the same characters that are on my Xbox version of mm -hmm. Diablo 3. And that always felt really bad because it's like, I would love to grind out some greater rifts in Diablo 3 on my Switch with the characters that I have on my PC because I've just got so many hours in there. This is the first time that they've been able to have the cross progression and it's so nice because you you really do feel like you can actively work on characters that you want to go hunting for loot for mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what platform you're playing on. You can pick it up on any of the platforms. You'll be able to grab your character and actually have meaningful progress. And so it's like, well, I'm going to be on a plane trip and I want to play Diablo. So I'll take my switch and it won't be 
one of my main characters, but at least I'll get to, you know, be in that world and have some fun and stuff like that. It's like, nope, you get your character, probably not on the Switch. You have to be like a Switch, a street, a Steam Deck, Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that you can actually do that now, such a game changer when it comes to Diablo, because the whole point is continuing to invest in your characters. Right. I, I, I love what they've done here. Uh, to let players just enjoy the game. They're not yeah. making them work to enjoy the game. And that is something that I think when developers put the time in, it really pays off. It shows. We mentioned Street Fighter earlier. Street Fighter does the same thing. Yep. They put in the work so that you don't have to, so you can just enjoy the game, how you want to play, when you want to play. And I would argue um, unintentional, unrelated, but that is Xbox's philosophy. Play where you mm-hmm. want with who you want when you want on whatever device you want yeah that's cool and i like that i think it, it lends itself very well um yeah. I, I do want to give a shout out to, to blizzard as well because uh pretty darn smooth launch right like yeah problems were nixed within six hours anyone that had them and there weren't <laughs> many now we we were playing with the ultimate edition version so we're we're playing in early access but the game is out it's just out for people that wanted to spend money um which, yeah. So I don't like it. I don't like the way they're calling it early access. Like, no, it's just access for people that want to spend more. Um, mind you, I got a review code and that's that's how I played. I think your friend gifted you a copy for this one. So yeah. we were fortunate. We were both privileged I in was, our approach. Full disclosure, I, I did not have to pay for the game. I bought the collector's edition, though. So I've okay. got like a $120 box of candles and, and art and stuff coming to me at some point. It hasn't mm-hmm. shipped yet, but it's supposed to be here before the launch. So I, I was I was already willing to spend a ton of money on this game. Like there was mm-hmm. no question in my mind I was not going to play this game. So nice. <laughs> if you're hearing me wax poetic about Diablo, it's because I've got like 30 years of love for this franchise, not because I got a free code. Well, let me ask you this before I uh, ask you to kick in on the seasons and battle pass approach. um, I am very happy. Like I'm liking as a non Diablo fan, I'm enjoying it and I'm going to go back and play more. And I'm excited when we log on to play more. I don't care whose world we're in. It doesn't matter. It's not what it's about. I'm enjoying this game. So that's coming from the guy that didn't really play much Diablo. I beat three and I was like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm loving this. Are you loving this? Oh, I'm uh, I'm loving it. I it's like Mickey D's all the way, man. It is. This is this is the Diablo that I wanted after two. Um, and, and I got three. I absolutely love three. I've spent a ton of time in three. Mm-hmm. Four harkens back to that '90s, early 2000s, like really gritty kind of like visceral uh, gore that that you just. You, it felt like it kind of went away and it felt mm-hmm. like it kind of lost itself with with three. And I think that's because they wanted three to be something that they could market a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you if you're diehard Diablo fan, you're already in on this and you should be loving it. And I, I haven't heard anyone that loves Diablo say anything bad about this game. I have not heard a, a single peep from anyone that's been like, I don't really like it. It's like, no, this is. This is everything that we want. And I'm glad because we've got seasons like we normally do. Um, Diablo has been doing seasons for since three. Uh, Diablo four will have post launch seasons that they'll be able to go into to participate in. 
very similar to three where they're going to have a set number of skills uh or not skills um gear that you can get like cosmetics and gear and stuff mm -hmm. uh they're going to have like different mysteries as well as challenges like they usually do for you to be able to progress through them um and in things that you can do to level up your experience in the season and they're also going to have a battle pass system which is going to help fund the future creation hopefully to bring more classes in because i know a lot of folks like joe was talking about wanting to have uh the crusader back in i know some friends would love to have uh the monk brought back um and and i think that they plan on doing that i would love to see the paladin come back i think paladin's really fun uh so i'm hoping that with the battle pass if people are enjoying the content they'll be able to play through the battle pass uh it, they'll, they'll have their their different tiers but it's it's going to be designed around giving you um free tiers paid tiers the free tiers obviously probably not going to have as as good a rewards or cosmetics as the paid tier uh but you can progress through that and and enjoy yourself um if you purchase the the tiers though uh that's not going to it's not going to really impact like your seasonal progress because usually like when seasons come out there is like a there is like a diehard grind to get to to the top of the seasonal ladder like at the beginning mm -hmm. both on on hardcore and softcore mm -hmm. so like, when that kicks out like it's it's going to be a, a really interesting like they've already got a contest going right now so whoever is hitting uh level 100 first um is going to get their name etched into a statue and i think there's uh i think there's no i can't remember how many names are supposed to be able to get in there but this was this was like already they were planning on this they know like mm -hmm. what the community does when it comes to diablo so right. there's a mad rush right now for people to get to 100 i haven't even gotten a chance to check in to see whether or not that's actually been accomplished or not but it's going to take a long time no it take too long yeah based on what ain said it would take well over four days of continuous play in yeah. hardcore mode where you cannot die and that would mean you don't sleep and yeah you, know, you make mistakes as that happens so <laughs> it's yeah. true fantastic game though god guys if you if you love arpgs if you've ever played Torchlight, if you've ever played uh path of exile you're gonna love this Wil wilson uh so many games have been built off of the 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 foundation that diablo started and this is probably one of the best diablo games they've ever made uh, we are in agreement with critics then, uh, VGC five out of five windows central five out of five season gaming 9.5. I thought they gave it a 10, um, IGN nine. Was it Zelda? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, GameSpot eight push start nine Metacritic sitting at 88 open critic 89. Pretty darn impressive. Uh, and, and yeah. I'm really happy for, for players there. Um, so definitely two great games. Both of them you should check out, uh, for sure guys before we go into our our xbox showcase thoughts because we're you know less than a week out at the time of recording we're about a week out on the time of recording i should say uh from the xbox showcase just want to point you guys uh, i just interviewed the star trek resurgence writers and they are uh very steeped into writing for star trek comic books screen rights everything that was really fun i think trek fans are gonna have a blast with that one check that one out um, and if you're keen to support the show, like, share, subscribe, rate on iTunes. If you're willing to top, drop a tip in the tip jar, go for it. All right, Mr. Logan, <clears throat> we've got a lot of questions about what our expectations are for the Xbox showcase. PlayStation, of course, coming off of their uh, big shindig, which I still thought was a good showcase. I know some people found ways to be disappointed, but I left with eight games that I'm excited about. 
uh, from that PlayStation showcase. I think if anybody leaves with three games from a showcase, you did well. Um, at least that's my my take on it. But uh, certainly Xbox, the door has been opened for them to perform. And you uh, were very wise and went back to looked at last year's showcase before you talked about this one, which is not something that I have done, but I have noted that in, in the entirety of the Xbox Series S and X generations, they've not had a bad showcase. They've had yeah. solid to great showcases through and through. Uh, and yet, I don't know that it's always mattered or paid dividends. Um, but nonetheless, the door is open here for Xbox to do well. Uh, what are you thinking? Like, what's on your mind right now that we're a little oh, over a week man. out and Summer Game Fest is in there as well? Uh, yeah. Dude, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm excited um, for this showcase because after going back, because I, I remember 2021's pretty well. Uh, we got a lot of mm -hmm. announcements for a lot of IP that we were really, we didn't think we were going to, like, it was going to come anywhere. Mm -hmm. And going back and watching the 2022 one, I was I was writing down, like, a list of every single game. Mm -hmm. We had 30-plus titles. 26% uh, of those titles have yet to come out. A That's small a good rate. Seventy four percent. Yeah. Actually came out and within the time frame. Um, especially given how hard games are to make. I'm very mm -hmm. impressed that, that 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 the percentage of games that actually did come out right. uh, came out in the time frame that they expected. The the interesting thing that I liked about this was the games that haven't come out, we either know for sure are. Or we have no clue like when they're coming out. There's not like any any kind of ambiguity between like, uh, well, it was going to come out, but it's coming out like in July or August or September mm -hmm. of 20. It's like, no, Silk Song has no date, <laughs> but it is they, coming, yeah. coming day updates. one to Game Pass. We've gotten updates on the ones that didn't come out, though. Yes. Right. Because even Stalker 2 came out and said like, hey, this is what's going yeah. on. There was a there was a little bit of a news about that, too. Apparently they had been hacked. Um, and, mm -hmm. and a lot of assets are being leaked out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they wanted to, to preface people and say like, Hey, please don't, don't judge the game based on the pre-release stuff. Cause it's not ready. Right. Um, so, but it was, it was nice to kind of see that they're still working hard on that, but I wanted to kind of shoot through some of the lists of, of games that we got last year that were announced and kind mm -hmm. of point out some of the ones that I, I think were so first off high level my main takeaway from last year's showcase was everything they showed had gameplay mm -hmm. and uh, except for a couple games i think like arc 2 was the only thing uh mm -hmm. in in our history yeah vin diesel vin diesel was the gameplay um don't and, buy and don't support arc that is a they are not a good they are not <laughs> respectful they are they are their developers are sleazy they don't treat their customer base bad they did a lot of mess with arc 1 and arc 2 yeah, uh, I, I do not have respect for them. It's very rare that I'm anti-game developer. Yeah, Arcs, I'm I'm not a fan of. Atlas was basically Arc Primal reskinned. Mm -hmm. You could you could find the Arc Primal uh, menus in in Atlas when it launched. Um, so, but uh, to to kind of go through like uh, the high level of this, the thing that the the, the Xbox showcase reminded me was that. They did what I wanted. Um, mm -hmm. They said everything was going to be coming out in the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. They said that everything shown was going to be Game Pass, which mm -hmm. it was. And everything that they shown with uh, or had shown with with a couple exceptions 
had gameplay. It wasn't mm-hmm. just trailers. So I, as long as Xbox does that for this year, which I think they understand that they need to, I think we're in for a really good showcase, mm-hmm. especially if they, and, and I want them to double down on, on the 12 month release cycle, because I, I would much rather know what's coming out in the next year, because by this time next year, I'm going to have another showcase. So I don't really care what's coming out in two years. I care about mm-hmm. what's coming out in one year. And if, 75% of those titles make it in that in that 12 month time frame it means that everything was really really close to launch and mm-hmm. they knew what was going to be hitting and they they were ready to show it so i'm i'm good with this year cadence of content mm-hmm. uh at the showcase but redfall we we got it was pretty much like the the first opener for the game are you going to last year okay yeah. Right. So, well, okay. Did you want to touch on anything before I dive into that? Well, I wanted to note why the door is open for Xbox given PlayStation's yeah. approach, but also address how people are feeling about Xbox right now. And I continue to push back on the idea that Xbox isn't doing well uh, in terms of its games because it's made a lot of really good games in the Series SX generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've done a good job blending generations to, to not leave people behind. They've done a lot of things with cloud. Flight Sim, Forza 5, Halo Infinite, Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, Age of Empires, Ghostwire Tokyo, Minecraft Legends, Redfall. All of those have come out in this time period. And with the exception of Redfall, been good to great. Um, And and people are latching on to the Redfall disappointment. And rightfully so. That was their first $70 experience. The marketing showed 60 frames per second. Uh, It was deceptive and not okay. and, And they know that. And they're certainly frustrated by it. We even had news from from Jason Schreier and Bloomberg saying, hey, the developers knew this was a problem and we're calling it out. Yeah, but that is why people are down on Microsoft and Xbox right now. The caveat with the door being open is you do have a lot of good games and goodwill, but they've all been niche titles. And we know a lot about what's coming for Xbox by way of last year's showcase and what they've kind of talked about in terms of their first party IP that are being built with. So the door is open, and as you go through last year's, quickly, mind you, because I want to focus more on this year's, but when you go through that, Logan, uh, they did a lot of, they showed a lot of good games. Like, yeah, good a games. lot of good, I don't want to go through the whole list, because it's there's a lot of stuff that won't really matter, but, like, we got Redfall, they showed off Silk Song, which is day one Game Pass, still no date. Mm-hmm. Playtale Requiem came out, day one Game Pass. We got mm-hmm. gameplay there. Forza Motorsport was shown. It's going to be day one Game Pass. Mm-hmm. There, I haven't seen, well, like, I'm I'm expecting a launch date this year for that because uh, it's supposed to have been out spring. Well, spring ends at the end of June. About Forza? For, yeah, for Motorsport. Yeah, I would imagine we get a launch date in this showcase. I would imagine yeah. they address frames, frame rate for both Starfield and Forza. Um, yep. And certainly, I think it's coming this holiday. Like, oh, I you think, think it's coming this holiday. Forza. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think they're shadow dropping it. Forza. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. That's a good. That's an Dude. interesting prediction. The reason being, Sims not my jam, but there yeah. is a following. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they said last year later uh, uh, than it's it's springtime window for 2023. Summer starts at the end of June, technically. And mm. if you're looking at like the time frames, like this is the 11th, they got a couple weeks in that time frame for it to drop. They could say like, hey, motorsport is out now. 
and, mm. and and granted we haven't seen rumblings or heard any rumors about it so it may not be like a shadow drop but i wouldn't be surprised if it's ready and they're just waiting for the showcase to announce like the actual draw because they want to do the hi-fi rush did really really well with that shadow drop mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if people were like hey forza forza motorsports out now go play it you can download it right now I think it's an apples and oranges comparison, but you're that's I like your prediction. I like it because it's fun and possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that's when they want to build a marketing thing and they want to sell boxes. I think Ford So Motorsport is a box I seller. I could see that. Hi-Fi Rush is not going to sell a box, though. It should be on the box of a series. Hi-Fi Rush and Grounded need to be on the box of a Series S. Yeah, they really do. Fantastic. Um, so pushing through, uh, like Microsoft got some stuff. Overwatch got uh, the hero reveal, which is really big, even though the game hasn't done nearly as well. Said Microsoft. Microsoft flights him. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Aura History Untold was one that is is like it's a four X strategy game, which is very very niche for a lot of gamers. But we haven't gotten anything about that. I don't think mm-hmm. we're going to see it at this showcase. Um, we got news from the Elder Scrolls Online. We've got Fallout seventy six uh, and the Hot Wheels expansion for Forza Horizon five. Mm-hmm. All of those came out. All of those really good. Uh, Arc two, no release date. Don't care. Scorn was out. Smaller, really good title. Um, Flintlock. Something that I checked Flintlock's Twitter last night. They've been mm-hmm. posting content on their Twitter every mm-hmm. week on the dot. Like mm-hmm. they are consistent. They're continuously putting out information about that game. I'm still excited for that game in a world where Forspoken for was frowned upon because mm-hmm. of the dialogue and the the uh, very intricate magic system, which I think was still a really good thing. I think Square Enix did a good job with that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Flintlock is kind of where I'm looking and that's going to be day one game pass. I want an update on that. Mm-hmm. Minecraft legends came out this year, dude. Fantastic game. Great game. Yep. Uh, Benedict Fox as dusk falls, uh, Naraka blade point, um, Pentiment grounded, uh, Arabin shadow legacy still out there. We're still not sure what's going on with that. The necro reveal for uh, Diablo, see if captaincy Raven lock, which you played through day one mm-hmm. game pass Loved made it, it out. Um, Persona series out was fantastic. I would be curious to know what's going on with uh, the new experience with Hideo Kojima because uh, mm-hmm. we know that it's 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 not going to be Metal Gear, so we know that, um, and it's probably not going to be Death Stranding two because I think we're probably going to hear more about Death Stranding two at the Summer Games Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, so why I'm, do he and Killy know each other? I think they do. They, they might. They, they might. might. I heard rumors that they yeah. that they talk. But yeah. it, it, probably nothing. Yeah. Um, so I'm very curious to know what the Hideo Kojima thing is going to be and if we'll hear more about that. And mm-hmm. then, of course, Starfield, which we already know Starfield coming out in September. We know that we know that it's going to be uh, have its own little showcase and stuff. But overall, dude, like, man, freaking 2022 yeah. Xbox showcase killed it. Absolutely yeah. killed it. And a lot of those games that came out, amazing games, mm-hmm. amazing games. It's too easy for gamers to forget that kind of stuff, too. That's the part that bums me out is like that was a great showcase. And the majority 74 percent of those games came out. And quite a few of the ones you mentioned are well reviewed, like as us falls. Not for me. I think they should have focused on Forza's expansion a bit more at the time, but still a good game in its own right. A lot of people loved that game. Right, really well, love those reviewed. kind of yeah. games. Yeah, we just launched with Benedict Fox. Uh, interviewed that dev. That was cool. Like, there's a lot of games in there that are just good to great. And 
as Game Pass gamers, as Xbox gamers, you got a lot in that showcase that you can just play and love and enjoy. Um, yeah. So there, there's if we get a similar lineup this year, I think we'll be happy. Um, I want to read. I want to read uh, John Wall's statement. John Wall, he's a patron of XCP. He wrote it over on Twitter. He said, uh, this is a, feels like a bit of a crossroads for Xbox. I don't think the wait for what's coming will fly anymore. I'm expecting more concrete info, gameplay release dates, at least Windows, and updates in long development games. So it's funny to read it because we all know what John means. John is yeah. talking about Xbox first party. And he's right. The wait for what's coming from Xbox first party is not likely to fly. That is where the sentiment with Xbox continues. Despite the fact that I stand by Xbox has had a good release window uh, set, you know, for the Series SX, uh, whether it's first party or not, they've done right by Game Pass gamers for sure. Um, I don't think a Game Pass gamer can complain about the quality of games they're getting in. I mean, when you go back to what was it, Requiem, Day One Game Pass, it's a big game, yeah. right? Atomic Heart, High on Life, Day One big games admittedly that they had controversies outside of the gaming element which kept I know. us from market <laughs> it kept us from marketing and talking about it in the same way <laughs> but those are big games that came yeah. scorn was a big deal uh for a lot of people and then you've got your mainstays like grounded cfds etc there's a lot to enjoy as an xbox gamer here but he's right the wait for what's coming won't won't serve anymore and we've seen this is where it, it's an an obvious prediction but like microsoft is teasing fable with its glitter leading to know, treasure God, that was you so know good on oh. xbox main socials they've got glitter which is a part of fable <laughs> leading you to, to something now i'm not a fable guy i never got into fable i missed yeah. it right yeah. um but am i excited by a playground built fable yes so expect that that is there but when you've got all the studios on display from from machine games to id to uh playground games you've got you know who's doing what with indie who's doing what with avowed what's going on uh at the, the the many acquired studios that are now first party there's a lot that they can and will showcase here and i'm i'm in, in agreement we can't we can't do the just keep waiting mm. thing but i also think give me the 12 month approach as well reword it if you need to because it got you in some trouble here and there, which is dumb. Anyone that's mad about that needs to hush. Yeah, like you're being silly. Yeah. Um, don't don't like don't hold the gamer because there was they had like little things like, hey, these are these are targeted windows. Like, mm -hmm. be a little mature. Recognize that it's like, yeah, it's marketing. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. And it cut them some slack. I mean, poor Last of Us fans are suffering over there with factions not being a thing and whatnot. I know but that happens. That happens yeah. in game development. Like. Don't be don't be petty and silly like Xbox lied. No, hush. Development's hard. <laughs> Development's hard. And do you want the best game? And or do you want Redfall? And Redfall is their misstep and they rightfully are being punished for it in, in Mindshare. But uh, I expect Fable to be on display uh, for sure. Obviously, Starfield has its own showcase. Those are two big franchises. We'll see Forza. That's three Xbox first parties that you can take to the bank are going to be there that's yeah. big that's big yeah yeah i think avowed is going to make uh make a, a showing i think we'll get more information about avowed um mm -hmm. i'm i i want to know more about that game but i also don't want to know more about that game like i, I like i'm sold on the premise but i don't want to get hyped for it too early 
Mm-hmm. And 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 it, it's it's great to see like trailers and stuff kind of showcase. It's like Outer Worlds too. Like I know Outer Worlds two is far far from coming out, mm-hmm. um, but I loved seeing the 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 slap together trailer that they did for that. It was it was great. Um, I Are really they, they don't need a vowed right now. I don't think if you've got Fable and Starfield, those are two big meaty RPG games. Yeah, Avowed can take its time. I would think. I would think. You would want to have something for the Elder Scrolls folks. So I'm expecting a new expansion announcement with uh, late, late December or early uh, 2024 um, mm-hmm. launch date. To because mm-hmm. I mean that team has been working on content stuff. So I'm expecting, uh, I'm expecting Fallout. I'm expecting Elder Scrolls. I'm expecting Sea of Thieves is kind of like the hey, here's what we're doing for an update thing. Right. Here's your live service. We take it, get grounded in there. Um, yeah. yeah, here we're taking care of our customers that are here for it. Yeah. I think you're going to get that. And and rightfully so. Sea of Thieves, don't spend a lot of time on it unless it's huge because you had your captaincy moment. You had your Pirates of the Caribbean moment. I think this I is going to be a huge one. Huge, okay, huge to you or huge to the casual? Because captaincy isn't even that big to the casual. No, I... I think it'll be not as big as Pirates of the Caribbean, but I think it'll be right below that. Um, Peter Pan? Maybe. I think we're going to finally have like our Flame Heart experience, which has kind of been the antagonist for the the game from the get-go. I think we're finally going to be wrapping up the Flame Heart storyline, mm-hmm. which for Sea of Thieves fans is huge, but for the wide f- player base that may not know Sea of Thieves... Mm-hmm. probably less so um right. but i'm expecting i'm expecting a big cinematic deal with that and i'm expecting a pretty big season because it's been sparse as far as content like they've mm-hmm. been holding back for for a while and i think that's because of the showcase but okay. i think we're gonna get news on everwild too interesting so you expect everwild to be there then yeah okay i expect everwild to be there uh i, I, I we know fable is going to be there mm-hmm. i want to know what's going on with id they've been quiet like it has been quiet doom wolfenstein like what's what's going on there i would love to see what they're working on and you know what i'll I'll be perfectly honest i kind of hope that it's neither wolfenstein or Mm -hmm. doom actually i kind of want them to to do something i agree actually we id and wolf id and machine games and i think machine games are they on indie or am i making that up you don't seem confident even in just thinking about it. So whatever id and machine games are doing with id tech, I, I am so. excited for it. We talked in our Xbox wrap up one, but where we talked about a uh, game pass recommendations, we talked about rage Two, which is hit and miss for a lot of people, but the gunplay is bar none amazing. Yeah. If you're giving me the team that makes the gunplay for rage, doom and Wolfenstein creating something new, I'm there for it. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Um, so, so yeah, I'm interested to know what they're doing, but I don't want to know if it's more than two years out. And that's true of anything. Yeah. A sizzle reel is fine, but don't give me a, a fully, like a two minute or a minute long trailer of a game that's more than two years out. I yeah. don't need that. Xbox doesn't need that. Right now, it should be short to medium term focus. Yep. We know a lot about their Pantheon. Don't show me perfect dark. You ain't got nothing to say. Don't yep. show me uh you know love for a friend like a vow i don't want to see a vow unless it's two years or less away 
Um, and I don't expect that it is. I, um, yeah, I don't even know if I want to. Uh, so Phil, Phil teased that he'd been playing builds of Avowed, which doesn't mean the game's ready. It just means that right. the game is in a state where it's playable for uh, friends and family. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's like, okay, so we're talking at least at least 18 to 24 months for for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm expecting Avowed next showcase, 2024. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, two years is still a long time. But yeah, I, I don't want them to push any further beyond that, because otherwise you start getting into that perfect dark territory. You start getting into that Metroid Prime 4 territory. And it's like, OK, and Xbox these... is not Nintendo. Yeah, they, they can't do it. They can't, they can't do that right they, now. You do not have Breath of the Wild to, to, to sit on to be able to, <laughs> to afford that kind of positive yeah. uh, feedback. And they and I will go back to they put out great games in this generation. Yeah, but those great games aren't moving boxes in the same way, and part of that's due to their strategy. That you don't need the box, okay? Yeah. Um, but Starfield's going to sell some boxes. Forza's going to sell some boxes. Um, the question is, okay, it, do we see Hellblade? Because Hellblade Two is going to sell boxes. You don't open up that trailer uh, in the Game Awards and not have people still thinking about it. That is one of the best and. Trailers ever and we saw them at gdc too they, so freaking credible we know that they're like we know that they're coming so right. i i would expect a, a a year window for hellblade I, hellblade 2 to me is, is q1 or 2 of 2024 that's what i think yeah. i think they've got they, they give I starfield agree. and forts of their holiday 2023 hellblades early to, to it's it's first half of 2024 mm-hmm. um and and maybe you've got a smaller game like Everwild or something. I don't know. I'm guessing on Everwild, but like you, you need a balance between your Pentiments, your Hi-Fi Rushes, and your big Starfields, mm-hmm. right? You need a balance between them in terms of release cadence. Um, so you know, I, I do think you're going to get one more Xbox exclusive this holiday or like between now and the end of the year. Forza, you've got uh, oh my gosh, Starfield. You got one more in there, mm. I think. Whether it's and I think it's small, like a smaller thing, and then you got your expansions to your various live service stuff. Um, I could see that. Yeah, I, I still, also. I, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I, I still feel like Forza is gonna be dropping in June, mm-hmm. and I think that. I know, I know it feels weird because there's been nothing, but it, I just it's it's a feeling, man. It's like I feel like they they've they've been been quiet on purpose for it. But um, I think you got to build that. You got to build. I don't know, man. I don't know. They they dude. I was watching this. I was watching the showcase last last night. They did like ten minutes of Forza Motorsport, man. <laughs> like they went into it. It was deep. But this is this is the audience. The audience for Forza Motorsport is not the same audience as the pick up and play for Horizon. So you want to talk to those people that are playing GT7, talk to the sim community. I would, yeah. Think. But I, I mean, hey, I, I, I see the logic, and I don't, I don't disagree. But, but the, but the, the optimist in me wants to say like they're ready. They're just being mum on it because they know it's going to be a big drop. Maybe I'm not confident after how they <laughs> botched Redfield, Redfall. Um, well, that's the thing is not, we had we had lots of lead up to Redfall, right? And, and they that's what got it in trouble. Fair point, good counterpoint. Um, I do want to say that we are addressing Ellery 
their question was about how many Xbox exclusives are shown over under 2.5 exclusive show. No, you're going to get more, but I don't know how betting and over under works. Uh, neither does Logan. We looked it up before the show. We don't know. Yeah, we tried. It. We're real we tried. Dumb. It scares uh, me. Yeah. I, I don't, don't want to know how to understand that. Uh, yeah. But Ellery, uh, I think we're addressing your question. And then um, Todd Oxter wrote in he, his expectations are Starfield custom controller for series X, which I think we've seen a lot of leaks for. And I'm, oh, I'm I like it. They're um, legit. That controller is hot. Yeah, I agree. Um, (laughs) Indiana Jones trailer shown, he says, everything shown will be Game Pass, hopefully. Interesting. Uh, I think the majority, maybe not everything. um, Because, like, the majority of everything the year before was saved for, like, Diablo and such. Um, Yeah, Overwatch and Diablo um, weren't on Game Pass. There were a few other ones and stuff that were, like, PC Game Pass. But anything that wasn't Game Pass was console exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it, the big one in his predictions is the Game Pass family plan launches worldwide in July. Game Pass only is $19.99. Game Pass Ultimate at $24.99. This is not a realm that I feel qualified to talk about, but I know mm-hmm. matters to a lot of people. But I'm the only gamer in my household, and I'm willing to spend my hard-earned dollar on game pass because i explore games but i know a lot of people are really needing this this functionality so i defer to their arguments and i hope they get what they want but i don't feel qualified to discuss it past that do you i so i don't have a reason to talk about needing family um but knowing that you cannot play on like you can't you can set up a a, 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 like you can have your home console be the one that someone else is playing on mm-hmm. and you can jump on another console as a guest and play games from game pass at the same time mm-hmm. but you really like you don't get to be able you, you don't get to play different games on different consoles on game pass without having multiple subscriptions so even if you have two gamers in the same household with mm-hmm. that that want to play like um uh, a bunch of my friends, married couples, they play games together and they want to play different games together. And they mm-hmm. each have to have their own Game Pass Ultimate. They each have to have their or or their own Game Pass or Gold Live. Like them having to pay for two copies of of Game Pass Ultimate to be able to get the full access for that. It's mm-hmm. just it 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 would be it doesn't even make sense for them not to intuitive. want to 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 not pick up like family is is important even if it's just two people because it's going to save you money. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really hoping that they do this, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I think this is a press release. I don't, I don't think that this is something that you want to like the gone are the days of the business decisions outside of console launches and games for showcases. Cause I think if you do anything beside that, it's going to be not as well received. I could see a, like an embedded sizzle moment, like they show some family friendly games and then they like sizzle reel in the, the new thing and get it on the family plan. Da, 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 and then they move on to the next game. I can see yeah. that. Um, but you're right. Yeah. You don't, you don't have the executive walking out there talking about that. That should not happen. Yeah. Games we, should we, speak we, for themselves. Yeah. We, we no more of the days where they're like, and these are the numbers that we had for the last quarter and they were fantastic. Right. So. Um, Anubis wrote in saying, they hope they see Fable, Cocoon, Liza P, Crime Boss. I am interested in Crime Boss also, but their PR has been real sketchy with me. Not like in a weird, not like doing anything 
to me, but like trying to get a hold of and talk to despite the game being out on PC. There's a weirdness to that. I'm interested in Crime Boss, but but it's odd. I don't remember this one. This is the one with like Chuck Norris and all the and oh, Danny, yeah. Danny Glover. It's it's out on PC at the game store, which doesn't get any attention ever. No. Um, but like all right, what, what is going on with that? I'm curious as well. Uh, Indiana Jones, Anubis is expecting Aliens Dark Descent, interested myself. And mm. uh, they mentioned Compulsion's game. Yeah, I'm curious what's going on with Compulsion because people really like that studio and they've done some good stuff. You don't seem thrilled. I know ILP I is want, connected to them. I don't want to know anything about them until it's ready. Like if they're if they're still working on something cool, stay in the dark. Okay. That's fine. I don't what need to know until it's a year out. Hmm? Did you play We Happy Few? I played a little bit of it. Like your reaction a, surprises me, I guess. Oh, oh no, it, it's it's more like the the wanting to know what's going on with compulsion. Like mm. I don't want to know. I, I if if they're doing something cool, then then I think that that I want to know about it when it's a year out. But otherwise, mm. like I'm 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 comfortable giving them space. I don't I don't want to know. Like I'm looking forward to what they come out with, but I'm okay with them being mum on the on the on the topic if that makes okay. sense. So nothing to do with the quality of their games. I think they make fantastic games. Uh, my last thought before we close out here, Logan, that's right. Shake that thing right there. There it is. There it is. Everybody gift that, uh, my last thought halo doesn't need to be there unless you've got battle Royale. You can show a sizzle reel for season four. Don't mention infinite one bit unless you've got something truly new. Don't even mention it. Sizzle reel it next to see if thieves grounded your live service stuff. Forza five do that. But do not talk about Halo unless you got something new. That's my last thought. I I don't know if Halo is even ready to talk about anything. If I'm being honest, I I, I don't either. I'm not pretending like I do. Yeah, that's my statement. Yeah, I think I'm okay with Halo not showing something off this. What I will say is, I I, uh, you know Anubis had talked about compulsion games. I wouldn't mind knowing what's going on with. ye old gears franchise i was just thinking that i want I to know what's going on with gears if it's close because the idea of any gears remake remaster or six in unreal engine 5 anything unreal engine i'm i love yeah. unreal 5 like the the <laughs> the matrix demo was amazing i love what what they've been putting out as far as like the hey we're, this is what we're playing around with kind of thing like the trailers and stuff like that like even if if it is just if it is something that is like maybe two years out and they're like all right we're comfortable letting you guys know what the project is that we're working on and what we like i would love to have like a like a like three minutes of the devs talking to the audience about what they want to do with the next gear games and then a a little bit of early stuff Mm -hmm. then i'm okay with that because it's kind of setting people up for like okay this is what they've been working on for so long we know that they've been working on unreal engine 5 we know how good they are with unreal engine 4 Mm -hmm. you know looking at gear 5 so i want to know i feel like they have to go with gears but i dude i would i would be very interested if they did a new ip i think it's risky i don't think they'll do it but i don't think it's risky gears doesn't move the needle it doesn't. I love oh. Gears. Gears is my jam. But Gears <laughs> does not move the needle for Xbox anymore. Well, there's Who's your, buying an Xbox for Gears? There's your hot take right there. <laughs> I don't think it's a hot take at all. 
I don't think people are buying Xboxes for Gears. And I'm the guy with the 1X Gears 5 edition. I was going to say, like, Gears, they do. I love Gears of War. They make consoles for you had an You had an entire generation of Xbox that was built around Gears being a pillar franchise, and it didn't move units. I love Gears. I hope it's there. I want it there. Luke Lore loves Gears of War. Mm-hmm. I loved Gears 5. Luke so Lore does not think Gears moves the needle. Where's I don't the, think it moves the needle. I think idle sloth quote. I not there's say it idle. Like I do not <laughs> think it moves. The, I want it there, but I don't think people are buying an Xbox for gears anymore. Wow. I just well, don't not they, anymore. Not anymore. Cause we, we haven't seen anything since the Xbox one generation. And even then it was like, it's great, but that's, that's all we you, get. If you put out gear six and it is more gears of war, it's not moving the needle. If you've changed the formula drastically, We'll talk. It's but not gears had, at that point. Right. I'm saying that the IP, then we're different. Then it's different. Right. Yeah. If you do a first person shooter horror game where you're special forces, you're part of the Onyx Guard doing something and trying to survive. Heck yeah. I'm the, like, that'll move the needle because people will be excited. But if you say Gears of War 6 and it's more gears, you're playing as Kate, you're playing as uh, one of the others, depending on your choice in Gears 5. Um, and it's more gears cool it'll look better sound better gears has always been a benchmark for your system um but if it's still that third person uh run and duck gameplay nobody's getting excited for that by comparison to something fresh and new i just don't think that but i again you're taking it like i well i don't know if you're taking it but like comment right right in the comments guys drop it in youtube tweet at us talk in discord am i wrong i don't think i'm wrong i feel like you're saying gears is dead (laughs) I'm saying Gears doesn't move the needle. Gears isn't dead. It's probably on hiatus. I mean, Rod Ferguson this last week literally talked about how Gears 6, the direction they want to go, and it stopped. They stopped development. They rebooted, and then there's something else happening. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay with that. We had an entire generation with two two mainstay Gears games and two, two spinoffs in a collection. You had Gears 4, Gears 5. You had Gears 1 remastered. You had Gears Pop and Gears Tactics. Like... I was sitting pretty, but yeah. that's five Gears franchise games. Did they move the needle? Did they move the needle? I was happy. I, I think, don't think they moved the needle. I think High Busters was good. I I agree that it wasn't. It was. It wasn't as like bombastic as like Cyberpunk was during that showcase. But I still, it's. I didn't think we were going to get there this late into the episode, so I don't want to I don't want to dwell on it. But man, that is a that is an interesting thought for whether or not we see a future gears. Drop your comments. Talk to us on Discord, on Twitter. Let us know. But I don't think I'm out of the realm there. Mm. Mm. That's a take. It's a take. I didn't I didn't expect that. kind. You like holding on to this take to the very end here. I didn't mean to. to. Um, All right. Lastly, my my one hope is that we get a a superhero something for Xbox. Please. You need it. You need it. Something superhero. I don't care what it is. It could be. God, you know, it'd be sick. Coalition did a Ghost Rider game. I would I would play the hell out of a Ghost Rider game. I know you don't like Ghost Rider as much as I do, but. No, not for me. Black Panther, Batman. You know, okay, 
Here's here's my hot take. Microsoft buys Ben Studios. They make Days Gone into a Ghost Rider game, and I get the go- <laughs> I get the Ghost Rider game I've always wanted. Dickon becomes the it, next buddy. Ghost Rider. I hope you get it. Uh, speaking of, we should have gotten a siphon filter at the PlayStation Showcase. All right. I think that's a good place to stop because uh, we've gone long. We hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um, again, I'll point you to the to an upcoming Star Trek uh, Resurgence interview. I uh, hope you enjoy and check out both Street Fighter and Diablo. Logan, uh, I want you to tell me what's going on with Keohald, but I want listeners, if you want to support Keohald and Logan and Sea of Thieves, go check out his Patreon uh, and show some love to him there. I didn't plug that in last week's episode, and I meant to. Um, XCP right. patrons always appreciated, but you help out Logan by doing keel hauled if that's something you can do. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, see these the the last week of the mystery, the one that has like the big gold hoarder reward. That's the physical skull with the keys and the gold plated and all that jazz. That's still going. Uh, the the mystery that they put out the 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 like ex- escape room esque style like things that that we had that we're working on right now is is melting my brain i've i've just about given up on it but they've done a fantastic job with this mystery um it's really rallied a lot of the community together uh also um shout out to rare they uh they've got their pride month stuff going on all Mm -hmm. over the studio they've been wrapping uh rainbow flags and uh stuff all over all of the the everwild and cfe stuff which has been fantastic love to see them we should have mentioned that at the top of the show happy pride month guys yeah happy pride month yeah we love you we support all of you yes everybody love it we should have said that we did not so that's oh, okay we've got a lot to talk about and if people are really good fans and they're listening to the very end here then they know like we love yep. love and support them um no room for hate in here and nope. i just it's been fantastic so yeah keelhold's coming out i've got a new episode with one of the devs that that did the big one big charity game for for the soccer match for 24 hours that's coming out this week nice. um so really excited to to have that conversation get out there because it was a really fun conversation love george can't wait to see him again in london uh later on this month but that's coming out on monday uh as always and uh if you want to get a hold of me twitter c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n or in the uh xbox um xbox expansion pass i keep wanting to call it the wrap-up but it's not the wrap-up because i'm so defaulting yeah it's the xcp discord where you can join the double down clan in diablo 4 yeah yep yep that is a thing i agreed to Ah. you didn't get a choice kev made it and you got stuck getting roped into it if you had done what i did which was make a keelhauled clan right when the game started you wouldn't have this problem so now you have to live with the fact that kev is in charge of the double down clan for xep i feel like he's earned it like and and really and truly we've gotten so much patron support i never expected i feel like i've gotta just accept and i'm gonna be like again we're one away from a tier three like like it's gonna like at some point it'll happen i'm gonna have to eat one and kev's gonna be the one that have to make it i bet because they're not doing them right but the now, problem but. is is that it's not gonna be the it's not gonna be the the the, the it, it, like if kev makes it he's gonna make it like that's relatively healthy this isn't going to be like the the double no, he'll down try to is- kill me <laughs> He'll try to kill me. Don't worry. He'll try to kill me. Um, but it, but at worst case, I will will film it and I will I will honor and respect it. This will be funny. <laughs> um, 
listeners, please take a moment uh, at some point, drop a review, go check us out over on YouTube. Uh, I do some shorts there that I think are funny. Um, my wife is not always, but I think they're funny. Uh, and then of course, join us in discord. We have, we have a blast there. So, uh, find me on Twitter at insipid ghost XCP on all your podcast platforms of choice. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Take care.